Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. All right, this is it, the 13th chapter. How creepy, the first book has 13 chapters. Do all the books have 13 chapters? Interesting. I mean, that would make sense because 13 is a creepy number. Okay. A series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket, The Bad Beginning, chapter 13. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Count Olaf said, stepping forward to address his audience, I have an announcement. There is no reason to continue tonight's performance for it is pure for its purpose has been served this has not been a scene of fiction my marriage to violet baudelaire is perfectly legal and now i am in control of her entire fortune there was a gasp from the audience and some of the actors looked at one another in shock not everyone apparently had known about olaf's plan that can't be justice strauss cried the marriage law in this communities are quite simple said olaf and the bride must say I do in the presence of a judge like yourself and sign an explanatory document. And all of you here, Count Olaf gestured to the audience, are witnesses. Mm-hmm. But Violet is only a child, one of the actors said. She's not old enough to marry. If she, she is if her legal guardian agrees, Count Olaf said, in addition to being her husband, I am her legal guardian. But that piece of paper is not an official document. Justice Strauss said, it's just a stage prop. Count Olaf took the paper from Violet's hand and gave it to Judge Strauss. I think if you look at it closely, you'll see it is an official document from City Hall. Justice Strauss looked at the document in her hand and read it quickly. Then closing her eyes, she sighed deeply and frowned her brow, furrowed her brow, thinking hard. Klaus watched her and wondered if this were the expression of Justice Strauss on her face. Whenever she was serving on high court, you're right, she said finally to Count Olaf. This marriage, unfortunately, unfortunately, is completely legal. Violet said, I do, and signed her name here on the paper. Count Olaf, you are Violet's husband and therefore in complete control of her estate. This can't be. A voice from the audience, and Klaus recognized that voice of Mr. Poe. He ran up the stairs to the stage and took that document from Mrs. from. Justice Strauss, this is dreadful nonsense. I'm afraid this dreadful nonsense is the law, Justice Strauss said, her eyes filling up with tears. I can't believe how easily I was tricked, she said. I would never do anything to harm you children, never. You were easily tricked, Count Olaf said, grinning, and the judge began to cry. It was child's play winning this fortune. Now, if all of you will excuse me, my bride and I need to go home for our wedding night. First, let Sunny go, Klaus burst. You promised to let her go. Where's Sunny? asked Mr. Poe. She's tied up at the moment, Count Olaf said. But if you'll all pardon, a, if you will pardon a little joke, his eyes shone as he pressed his button to the walkie-talkie and waited for the hook-hand man to answer. Hello? Yes, of course it's me, you idiot. Everything has gone according to plan. Please remove Sunny from her cage and bring her directly to the theater. Klaus and Sonny have done some chores and to, some chores to do before they go to bed. Count Olaf gave Klaus a sharp look. Are you satisfied now, he asked. Yes, Klaus said quietly. 
He wasn't satisfied at all, of course, but at least his baby sister was no longer dangling from a tower. Don't think you're safe, the bald man whispered to Klaus. Count Olaf will take care take care of you and your sisters later. He doesn't want to do it in front of these people. He doesn't have he did not have to explain that Klaus meant by the phrase take care of. Well, I'm not satisfied at all, Mr. Poe said. This is absolutely horrendous. This is completely monstrous. This is financially dreadful. I'm afraid, however, Count Olaf said, that it is legally binding. Tomorrow, Mr. Poe, I shall come down to the bank and withdraw the complete Baudelaire fortune. Mr. Poe opened his mouth as if to say something, but began to cough instead. For several seconds, he coughed into a handkerchief while everyone waited for him to speak. I won't allow it, said Mr. Poe, finally gasping, wiping his mouth. I absolutely will not. I'm afraid you have to, Count Olaf replied. I'm I'm afraid he, Olaf is right, Justice Strauss said through her tears. This marriage is legally binding. Begging your pardon. Begging your pardon, Violet said suddenly, but I think you may be wrong. Everyone turned to look at the eldest Baudelaire orphan. What did you say, Countess? Olaf said. I am not your countess, said Violet testily, in a word that means in an extremely annoyed tone. At least, I don't think I am. And why is that, Count Olaf said. Well, I did not sign the document in my own hand, as the law states. Violet said, what do you mean? We all saw you, Count Olaf, his brow beginning to rise in anger. I'm afraid your husband is right, dear Justice Strauss said sadly. There's no denying it. There are too many witnesses. Like most people, Violet said, I am right-handed, but I signed the document with my left hand. What? Count Olaf cried. He snatched the paper from Justice Strauss and looked down at his eyes, shining. You are a liar, he hissed at Violet. No, she's not, Klaus said excitedly. I remember because I watched her left hand trembling as she signed her name. It is very impossible to prove, Count Olaf said. If you like, Violet said, I shall be happy to sign my name again in a separate sheet of paper with my right hand and then left, and then we can see which signature the document resembles. A small detail, like which hand you use to sign, Count Olaf said, doesn't matter in the least. If you don't mind, sir, Mr. Poe said, I'd like Justice Strauss to make that decision. Everyone looked at Justice Strauss, who was wiping the last of her tears away. Let me see, she said quietly and closed her eyes again. She sighed deeply, and the Baudelaire orphans and all of all who liked them held their breath as Justice Strauss furrowed her brows, thinking hard on the situation. Finally, she said, If Violet is indeed right-handed, she said carefully, and she signed the document with her left hand, then it follows that the signature does not fulfill the requirements of the nuptial law. The law stately clears that the documents must be signed in the bride's own hand. Therefore, we can conclude that this marriage is invalid. Violet, you do not. Violet, you are not a countess. And Count Olaf, you are not in control of the Baudelaire fortune. Hooray! Voices cried from the audience. And several people applauded. Unless you are a lawyer, it will probably strike you as odd that Count Olaf's plan was defeated by Violet signing with her left hand instead of her right. But the law is an odd thing. For instance, one could, could one country in Europe has a law that requires bakers to sell bread at the exact same price. A certain island that has a law forbid anyone from removing its fruit. And a town not too far from where you live has a law that bars me from coming within five miles of its borders. 
Had Violet signed the marriage contract in her right hand, the law would have made her miserable Contessa. But because she signed with her left, she remains, to her relief, a miserable orphan. What good news to Violet that her siblings, of course, was bad news to Count Olaf. Nevertheless, he gave everyone a grim, grim smile. In that case, he said to Violet, pushing a button of the walkie-talkie, you will either marry me again, correctly this time, or I will. Nipu! Sonny's unmistakable voice rang out over Count Olaf as she tottered on stage toward her sibling. The hook-handed man followed behind her, his walkie-talkie buzzing and cracking. Count Olaf was too late. Sonny, you're safe! Klaus embraced her. Violet rushed over to the two older Baudelaire Baudelaire's fussed over the two Baudelaire's fussed over the youngest one. Somebody bring her something to eat, Violet said. She must be very hungry after hanging in a tower all that time. Cake, Sunny shrieked. Ah, Count Olaf roared. He began to pace back and forth like an animal in a cage, pausing only to point a finger at Violet. You may not be my wife, he said, but you are still my daughter. And do you honestly think, Mr. Poe said in an exasperated voice, that I will allow you to continue to care for these children after the teachery that I have seen, treachery that I have seen tonight? The orphans are mine, Count Olaf insisted, and with me they shall stay. There is nothing illegal about me trying to marry somebody. But there is something illegal about dangling an infant out of a tower window, Justice Strauss said indignantly. Indignantly. You, Count Olaf, will go to jail, and these three children will live with me. Arrest him. A deep voice. Oh, Justice Strauss said these three, two, three children will live with me. Arrest him. Yeah. Arrest him, a voice said from the audience, and other people took up the cry. Send him to jail. He's an evil man, and give us our money back. That was a lousy play. Mr. Poe took Count Olaf's arm, and after a brief eruption of coughs, coughs, Announced in a harsh voice, I hereby arrest you in the name of the law. Oh, Justice Strauss, Violet said, did you really mean what you said? Can we really live with you? Of course I mean it, Justice Strauss said. I am very fond of you children. I feel responsible for your welfare. Can we use your library every day, Klaus asked. Can we work in the garden, Violet asked. Cake, Sunny shrieked again, and everyone laughed. At this point of the story, I feel obliged to interrupt you and give you one last warning. As I said in the very beginning of this book, you are holding a book in your hands that does not have happy endings. It may appear that now Count Olaf will go to jail and that the three Baudelaire children will live happily ever after with Justice Strauss, but it is not so. If you, like many of you, shut this book this instant, may not read an unhappy ending that is to follow, you may spend the rest of your life living that Baudelaire's triumph over Count Olaf and lived the rest of their lives in the house of library and Justice Strauss. But that is not how the story goes. For as everyone was laughing at Sonny's cry for cake, the important, the important looking man with all of the warts on his face was sneaking towards the controls of lightning in the theater. Quick as a wink, the man flickered the main switch so that all the lights went off and everyone was standing in darkness. Instantly, and pan... Instantly, pandemonium ensured, ensued, and everyone ran this way and that, shouting at one another. Actors tripped over members of the audience. Members of the audience tripped over theater props. Mr. Poe grabbed his wife, thinking it was Count Olaf. Klaus grabbed Sunny and held her up as high as he could so that he, she wouldn't get hurt. But Violet knew at once what happened and made her way carefully to where she remembered the lights had been. 
When the play was being performed, Violet had watched the light control devices carefully, making mental notes in case the device came in handy for an invention. She could she was certain that she could find the switch if she could turn it back on. Her arms stretched out in front of her as if she were blind. Violet made her way across the stage, stepping carefully around the pieces of furniture startled and startled actors. In the darkness, Violet looked like a ghost in her white wedding gown, moving slowly across the stage. Then, when just as she reached for the switch, Violet felt a hand on her so- shoulder, a figure lean in to whisper to her ear. I'll get my hands on your fortune if it's the last thing I do, a voice hissed. And when I have it, I'll kill you and your siblings with my my own two hands. Violet gave a little cry of terror, but flicked on the light switch. The entire theater was flooded with light. Everyone blinked and looked around. Mr. Poe let go of his wife. Klaus put Sonny back down, but nobody was touching Violet's shoulder. Count Olaf was gone. Where did he go? Miss Poe shouted. Where did they all go? The Baudelaire youngsters looked around and saw that not, not only had Count Olaf vanished, but his accomplices, the wart-faced man, the hook-hand man, the bald man with the long nose, and the enormous person who looked like neither a man nor a woman, the two white-faced women, had vanished along with him. They must have run outside, Klaus said, while it was still dark. Mr. Poe led the way outside, and Justice Strauss and the children followed. Way, way down the block, they could see a long black car driving into the night. Maybe it contained Count Olaf and his associates. Maybe it didn't. But in this case, it turned the corner and disappeared into the night, into the dark city, and watched the children watch without a word. Blast it, Mr. Poe said. They're gone. But don't worry, children. We'll catch them. I'm going to call the police immediately. Violet, Klaus, and Sonny looked at one another and knew that that wasn't as simple as Mr. Poe said. Count Olaf would take care to stay out of sight as he planned for the next for his next move. He was far too clever to be captured by the likes of Mr. Poe. Well, let's go home, children. Justice Strauss said, we can worry about this in the morning when I fixed you a good breakfast. Mr. Poe coughed. Wait a minute, he said, looking down at the floor. I'm sorry to tell you this, children, but I cannot allow you to be raised by someone who is not a relative. What? Violet cried. After all, Justice Strauss has done for us. We will never... We never would have figured out Count Olaf's plan without her in her library, Klaus said. Without Justice Strauss, we would have we would have lost our lives. That may be so, but for her gener- uh, thank you, Justice Strauss, for your generosity. But parents' will is very specific. You must be adopted by a relative. Tonight, you will stay with me in my home, and tomorrow, I shall go to the bank and figure out what to do with you. I am so sorry, but that is the way it is. The children looked at Justice Strauss, who sighed a heavy sigh and hugged each of the Baudelaire youngsters in turn. Mr. Poe's right, she said. He must respect your parents' wishes. Don't you want to do what your parents wanted, children? Violet, Klaus, and Sonny pictured their loving parents and wished more than ever that the fire had not occurred. Never, never had they felt so alone. They wanted very badly to live with this kind and generous woman, but they knew it simply could not be done. I guess you're right, Justice Strauss said, Violet said firmly. We will miss you very much. I will miss you too, she said, and her eyes filled with tears once more. Then they gave Justice Strauss one last embrace and followed Mr. and Mrs. Poe to their car. The Baudelaire orphans piled into the back seat and peered out the back window at Justice Strauss, who was crying and waving at them. 
Ahead of them were two darkened streets where Count Olaf had escaped to plan more treachery. Behind them was a kind judge who had taken such an interest to the three children. To Violet, Klaus, and Sonny, it seemed that Mr. Poe and the law had made an incorrect decision to take them away from the possible possibility of a happy life with Justice Strauss and towards an unknown fate with someone un, some unknown relative. They didn't understand it, but like so many unfortunate events in life, just because you don't understand something, it doesn't mean it isn't so. The Baudelaire's bunched up together against the cold night and kept waving out the back window. The car drove further and further until Justice Strauss was merely a speck of darkness. It seemed to the children that they were moving at an apparent, ab the word apparent here means very, very wrong and causing much grief, direction. The end. What'd you think of the book, Peyton? Good. Peyton loves this book. She also loves the movies. Is it movies or or show? Oh, okay. It's a show. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed their nighttime sleepy, sleepy night-night book. If you're reading this at night, I hope you also enjoyed the sound of um, Oreo snoring. The slight hint sounds of Max farting. Our dog is Max. And uh, yeah, just a magical experience overall. Right, Pei? Magical.